Hello, hello, hello. Hi. Good night to everyone in Facebook land, everyone in the uh, Trinidad Renaissance group. Good night to all of you. Um, I know it's Saturday night and hey, you guys have a lot more better things to be doing on a Saturday evening, like shaking your asses and whining and fucking getting, you know, wine bibbing and getting shit faced and all that instead of, you know, hanging out here with me. But hey, I'm not here to judge anyone. But for those of you who are able and are willing to join me and are here with me, um, thank you very much and uh, let's proceed. Now, um, I wanted to talk about, again, African culture because let's be real, I am about a renaissance, a Trinidad renaissance. And in order for there to be a renaissance in Trinidad we have to move away from African culture. Mm -hmm. So um, with that being said, I wanted to talk about a book that I've read. And it's a, it's, it's one of the, a favorite of mine, actually. It's, it's a favorite of, uh, of conservative voices. That's what the Los Angeles time times calls it. Um, And it was, it was uh, recommended to me by a very, very intelligent and underappreciated. I think he's underappreciated. Trinidadian. Okay. Some of, I'm not going to call his name, but he, we had a very, a very extensive conversation about African culture. And, um, he recommended this book for me to read, which I did. And I recommend it to all of you guys. The reason why I recommend this book to you guys is because if we are going to be talking about African culture, we cannot negate the effects that African American culture has on Africans of the entire diaspora in the West Indies and around the world. Now, the name of the book I'm going to be talking about and reading from, if you guys don't mind, I think it's, and you know, if you guys want a copy of the book, I'll be more than happy to share it with you because I think it's important to read. Um, you know, we have this, well, those in Trinidad have this view of African Americans and Afri- African Americans and African American culture as African Americans being put upon. They're uh, victims of racism and for no reason at all. It's always for no reason at all. And they're always victims and they are the touchstone of American society. Now, what do I mean by a touchstone? A touchstone is something that you use as a specific stone that you use to test metals, primarily those that, like gold and silver. Like, you know, uh, a goldsmith will take gold. If you want to see if it's real gold, he'll touch it and rub it on the, on the stone just to see if it's real gold. So that's what it means by a touchstone. So the African-American is considered to be the touchstone, right? To see what American society is made of they t- uh, people tend to look at Amer- African Americans to see what they're going through, what their lives are like, and they tend to, unfortunately, have this narrow-minded um, uh, approach and view of American society. With you know, and it, uh, much of the media, for the most part, propagates these um, these myths surrounding African American life. And I've, you've, you guys have probably heard me say it many times, but African-Americans are the richest, richest, richest Africans on the planet, okay? And they still exhibit the same behaviors, same violence, 
same African culture that you see around the world, including Trinidad, including the rest of the Caribbean nation. So when people want to make the talk, make the argument about uh, poverty is the cause of African violent crime, no, no, no. These, you know, I always ask them, okay, what do you mean by poverty, right? Because poverty uh, 30, 40, 50 years ago is not the same thing. You know, majority of these African Americans own three and four vehicles, okay? They own a microwave, right? Or two microwaves. They own double door refrigerators. They own three and four televisions, one for each room. This is how you can tell. And people will say, "Well, you're looking at things." Well, yeah, we're looking at we're looking at uh, the the uh, we're looking at economics here. We're looking at the the affordability of life, etc. Right? Compared to, you always have to ask the question: What is your baseline? Where are you comparing this to? And hands down, African Americans are the richest, richest Africans that you will ever find on this planet, and they know it too. Okay. But anyway, let's let's not stray too much into that. So the name of the book is called Don't Make the Black Kids Angry. This book, once again, was recommended to me by someone of which I'm not going to disclose his name. Um, he's a very, I would consider him to be a, an important figure in Trinidad and Tobago. He's very smart. Um, he's a very smart guy. I respect him a lot. Uh, and um, anyway, so don't make the black kids angry. The hoax of black victimization and how we enable it by Colin Flaherty. Okay. Now let's just read. Let's read the summary of the book. And I, I'll urge any one of you people get the book. If you want it, I'll share it with you. It's a great book to read. Okay. So the summary on Amazon or Goodreads reads, black people are relentless victims of relentless white violence, often at the end of a badge, for no reason whatsoever. That was the biggest news story of 2014, and it was easy to find in the New York Times, CNN, MSNBC, Spike Lee, Oprah, USA Today, and lots of other places. The president got in on the act in 2014, so we're talking about Obama here when he told the Congressional Black Caucus about a justice gap where too many young men or of color feel targeted by law enforcement, guilty of walking while black, driving while black, judged by stereotypes that fuel fear and resentment and hopelessness. Now, again, the reason why I'm reading this to you guys and the reason why I'm, I'm making bringing this book to your attention is for you guys to understand that you guys in Trinidad do not understand American society, especially when it comes to African-Americans. The reality of what it is to live in the United States as a person of color, especially if you're an African. You guys do not understand it, and I want to bring this to your attention. I want you guys to fully comprehend what actually goes on in American society, especially the African-American society. Right? War on black people, anyone? That is the biggest lie of our generation. I'm going to read it again. That is the biggest lie of our generation. Because just the opposite is true. Black crime and violence against whites, gays, women, seniors, young people, 
and lots of others is astronomically out of proportion. It just won't quit. Neither will the excuses or the denials or the black-on-white hostility or those who encourage it. That is what Don't Make the Black Kids Angry is about. Now, most of you guys probably get your uh, your news, your international news, or your American news from from CNN, from MSNBC, right? Uh, and probably like all these left-wing lib- liberal media outlets, propagandists, who only give you snippets of the truth, snippets of what's actually going on. And it's you to not, you have to be wise enough to understand that you cannot take this at face value. You you have to to again. I keep saying it. Exert a mental effort to figure out what's actually going on. Read scholarly journals. Read read scholarly scholarly articles. Get into understanding what the scholars are actually saying. What they have found out. Okay, and I, I guarantee you, man. It's not what you think it is, right? Hey, uh, Royal Royal and Taran, what's up, man? Culture or genetics? What are you referring to, dude? Uh, and Royal Royal says, indeed, wherever the African diaspora can be found, they all exhibit common. Ident- That's right. That's absolutely true. That's absolutely true. Now, a, a lot of a lot of people in Trinidad get their entertainment and they watch a lot of black shows. They watch a lot of BET, unfortunately. Okay. This is what, this is the kind of stuff that they follow. Okay. The, the musicians and the rappers and all that kind of stuff. And they think they have a, a, a broader perspective of what actually goes on in the African American community. It's, it's a, it's a circle jerk. It's a fucking echo chamber. Okay. You guys need to step out of this and this, I am, I, fuck it, I'm, I'm not some mealy-mouthed fucking uh, simp that's going to stay quiet and not talk about it. We're going to delve headfirst right into it. And I am going to take you out of that fucking, that, that, that milieu of garbage that you've been brainwashed with and show you what's real. I am offering you the red pill. So, um, yeah, so to, back to the book. Don't make the black kids angry. The hoax of black victimization and who and who and those who enable it, right? It's considered the number one bestseller. And th- there's another book that he wrote called White Girl Bleed a Lot. And holy shit. We'll get into that as well. I plan on reading these to you guys. Yeah, yes, it is genetic, but you know, I can't I can't talk about that with Trinidadians just yet. It's a pedagogy. I have to take my my time with it. I want them to understand. I have to unfold certain things for them, unfold certain realities for them before I could get into the genetics and the IQs and all that kind of stuff. I've mentioned it in 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 preemption, but here it is now. We're definitely going to delve into it. So, um, again, if you want the book, I'll be more than happy to to help you out by sharing it with you. It's an awesome read. So this is what the critics have to say about the the book that came before, which is called White Girl Bleed a Lot. Reading Colin Flaherty's book made it painfully clear to me that the magnitude of this problem is even greater than I had discovered from my own research. He documents both the race riots 
and the media and political evasions in dozens of cities across the world. This is coming from my favorite, 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 favorite African-American writer, economist, Thomas Sowell. And if you guys don't know who he is, man, you're, you're wasting your life, okay? Go read his books. And if you want his books, I'll be more than happy to, sh to share it with you. I love this guy, Thomas Sowell. But anyway, moving right along, um, White Girl Bleed A Lot has gone viral, says Sean Hannity. A favorite of conservative voices, says the Los Angeles Times. At least, author Colin Flaherty is tackling this issue of racial violence in his new book, White Girl Bleed A Lot, The Return of Racial Violence to America and How the Media Ignores It, says Alan West. As the brutal knockout game sweeps across the U.S., one author isn't surprised by the attacks or the media reaction. Colin Flaherty, author of the book White Girl Bleed A Lot, The Return of Racial Violence to America and How the Media Ignores It, began chronicling the new wave of violence nearly a year ago, revealing disturbing racial motivations behind the attacks and a pattern of media denial. This is what a Daily Caller had to say about the book. Now, I'm just trying to scroll past all of these and get straight to the book. Now, now, what strikingly, what struck me the most about this book is that the book also, in the PDF format, it gives you links to, to articles. It gives you links to video so you could see exactly what the author is talking about. You get the blow by blow. You get every single pixel, right, to see exactly what he's referring to. In this book, um, this is just a preemption, he talks about, I think it might have been in Maryland, Baltimore, where African-Americans are attacking the, uh, I think it's Bengali, the Bengali uh, immigrants. It's constant, constant um, violence against them. And, you know, we're talking about some horrid stuff. He gets into that. He talks about, another thing he talks about is the Virginia riots that started way back in the early 1980s. And he talks about the phenomena that other scholars have also identified and have also chronicled and documented is that when Africans tend to get together in large groups, you are going to get violence. You are going to see rowdiness. You're going to see riots. You're going to see basically what Royal Royal is saying here, certain common traits, identifiable traits, right? So just bear with me. Um, just scrolling down. So we could start. Okay, someone says, amazing book, bravely written. Kathy Shadle. This is an important book. You must read White Girl Bleed a Lot. Re Reverend Jesse Lee Peterson. Now, that's another great guy. And, oh yeah, Taran, I wanted to tell you that I will be modeling my, my style of talking about uh, African Americans and African culture after Jesse Lee Peterson. If you don't know who he is, look him up. He's awesome. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Um, so yeah, I will be modeling my style after that for Trinidad. Okay, so just bear with me. Just trying to get to the first chapter. It just won't stop. Table of contents, it just won't stop. Rochester Asians bleed a lot. Black violence against Asians on an epic scale. 
Yeah, you just can't make this shit up, dude. But, you know, just us talking about it is uh, is racist, right? This is just how they see things. Oh, God. It's taken a while. But anyway, Taran, would you like to come on for a little bit? Say a few words until I find this, until I start reading? Might take me a moment. Here we are. Here we go. It just won't stop. Racial violence and those who deny and encourage it. Every single thing in my life is built around race. When I got when I get home, my other homies are like, how was your day? Well, I only had to be white for at least eight hours today. Everything we do is that, says Jamie Foxx. Black people are relentless victims of relentless white violence, often at the end of a badge for no reason whatsoever. That was the biggest news story of 2014, and it was easy to find in the New York Times. Spike Lee, Oprah, and all these people were mentioning it, right? Even the president got in, into it, okay? He talks about guilty of walking while black, driving while black, judged by stereotypes that few will fear. So the question is, is there a war in black people, anyone? That is the biggest lie of our generation because we just because just the opposite is true. Black crime and violence against whites, gays, women, seniors, young people, and lots of others is astronomically out of proportion. It just won't quit. Neither will the excuses or the denials or the black on white hostility or those who encourage it. And this is exactly what goes on in Trinidad. When you mention that African, that violent, the face of violent crime is African, you get, you get the Indo-Trinidadian community who behave just like the white liberals over here in the, in, in the United States. They're in denial, right? They make all sorts of excuses. And on top of that, you, you also have the African intellectuals who do the same thing, right? That is what Don't Make the Black Kids Angry is about. In 2013, more and more people began to figure out that the traditional excuses, jobs, poverty, schooling, whatever, for black crime and mayhem were not really working anymore. Now they have a new excuse, the ultimate excuse. White racism is everywhere. Just like that jackass, what's his name, Ian Soka Pro, was talking about white supremacy. It's a planetary fucking, uh, I don't know, conspiracy, right? White racism is everywhere. White racism is permanent. White racism explains everything. Joshua Adams of Ebony speaks as well as any of the thousands talking about this today in homes, schools, churches, government, and media. Even if black people are being convicted of crimes like assault and murder and burglary and rape and selling drugs anywhere from 10 to 20 to 30 to even 40 times more than the rest of the population, Joshua does not want to hear it. Not anymore. He says, quote, It's much easier to point to black crime than to interrogate a whole litany of violence against the black community. What's missing in their analysis is any mention of the history of institutionalized attacks on black people. And we'll get into all of this shit, dude, when I start 
reading from Saul. I start reading from uh, Robert Klein and some other uh, scholars, right? We get into all of that. This narrative of slavery and Jim Crow and Michelle Alexander and her fucking bullshit book that has been debunked over and over called The New Jim Crow and the, the mass incarceration and all that. We're, we're going to delve into all of that on this channel, on, in this group. So you guys will be a lot more equipped, would be better equipped and efficient in making proper arguments against the bullshit arguments that Trinidadians love, love to, uh, to tout. Continuing, there's no call for accountability towards a prison industrial complex, sending black and brown folks to jail with, no long, with longer sentences for equal or lesser crimes than any other race. And mention, just, just I'm going to read this over. This is about the prison industrial complex sending blacks and brown folks to jail with longer sentences for equal or lesser crimes than any other race. You guys need to read, um, what's, what's her name? I love this woman. Ann Coulter. Uh, she actually talks about this, that uh, a lot of African-Americans, they plea bargain. And a plea bargain is equal to a guilty, a guilty verdict. And some other stuff. Just, just look into it. It's all the information's right there. You only need to be an ignoramus and a dumbass not to understand what's actually going on in the world, right? And even if you if if you are in a position of of ignorance and you are willing to learn, I could deal with that. I love that you are actually willing to learn. So let's continue. No statistics are presented to show the overreporting of Chicago crime or to combat the many misconceptions about black-on-black crime in general in America. This is what he's saying, right? Still quoted. And what's sadder, what's sadder, is if their analysis is that shallow, how could they even begin to discuss, let alone understand, the residual effects from the sadistic prolonged assault? What do you think is coming, guys? Slavery. Assault on our people that was chattel slavery. Oh God. And this is the African, this is the Af- this is what, what you call African argumentation. When when their violence and their Slavin lifestyles and their horrid culture is is uh is called into question and is found wanting, they resort to African argumentation, which is the same old song and dance of Moses and the fucking lamb and fucking slavery and colonialism and this and that. And they're always put upon, right? Hi, Christine. Hi, Christine. Good to see you here. Yeah, my life is back. Um, so I'm reading from a, a book that's called White. I'm sorry. Don't make the black kids angry. Right. By Colin Flaherty. The predator as victim and vice versa. Prisons cause crime, apparently, to African-Americans. So does slavery cause crime. And don't forget white people. They are pretty bad, too. To quote the t-shirt, it's a black thing. We wouldn't understand. We don't have to. But we do have to be aware of the danger this big lie presents. Let me see what's being said here. What makes me laugh is when blacks say everyone is racist towards them because of Deuteronomy 21st, 21. I, I know what you're talking about. About Isn't that about um, 
Ham and Shem and, and all that shit. I could be wrong. Hi, Carmen. Oh, yeah, we was Israelites. Oh, yeah, they talk about the, themselves being Jews and the real Israelites. So, what are you trying to say? And they call themselves the fucking... The, 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 they say that they were Egyptians, right? And they say that they were Jews. So, you mean to tell me that you guys enslaved yourselves? Like, make up your fucking mind. You know, it's it's all bullshit. But you made a comment the, um, the other day that I saw that said that they they do this stuff so they won't have to face the reality of their true culture. And that was that's a really good point. But anyway, back to the back to the book. Back to Adams. If you aren't interested, this is what he's saying, quote, if you aren't interested in doing anything but pointing in our direction to underscore some sort of racist, classist, blame-skewing point, then keep our city out of your mouth. Out your mouth. You got to say it with the ebonics. Keep Keep our city out your mouth. Your mouth, okay? I understand now. A new generation of black leaders and white enablers want to remove black violence from the table and instead focus on the big lie. And this is very true. Jumping the turnstile in, um, in New York City was considered a misdemeanor, okay? You could, it's punishable by getting a fine on, or you could go to jail for like a couple hours or a day or two and you slap with a misdemeanor, right? They have stopped doing that. Because they have found out, and this you're going to find this in the book too, and there were news articles that came out about this shit too recently, that they stopped doing that because it singles out African Americans too much. 